It's game time. You got to understand what's going on right now. Hey, it's a special, special edition. Why? Because we got a special, special somebody here right now. You got to understand what they go by. But most importantly, you got to understand where they came from. My main man is in the building right now, still battling jet lag as we speak. I think it's fair to say. Huh? Come on now. He said it's 4 a.m. in his hometown right now. (laughs) So my man is a little sleepy, looking sheepy. You got to understand. I'm coming through right now. I have have a very 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 special guest in the building he is all the way from the uk yeah man london in the building yeah man he goes by the name of woodsy you gotta understand my man's in the building right now come on now man my main man woodsy how you feeling i'm good man i'm tired but i'm good it's a pleasure to be here yes sir welcome to the unselfish behavior podcast thank you very much thank you for having me you have to understand where you at this is the number one podcast in la you must understand that you must know that blessed to be here come on on. look and and look the homegirl felicia kate unplugs you in with the right one because we're gonna have a lot of fun i'm gonna make sure my guy is well taken care of most importantly i'm gonna make sure people are inspired and empowered by your story before you leave uh, back on the flight and hopefully we do the same in that you know what I'm saying when you post this video out there in the UK and put them on to the yeah, Unselfish Behavior yeah. Podcast put all the London lot onto this come on now you gotta understand it so so usually man this is what we do here this is how we rock here Yeah. when we have guests and this is a guest based podcast Woods you understand it yeah man um, and what we do is we usually allow the, the guests to have the floor to just kind of talk to the people a little bit about who you are what you do and what you stand for for yeah. those out there that don't know my main man Woodsy just kind of talk a little bit about those three things who you are yep what you do and what you stand for okay so um I'm Woodsy uh, I'm 25 from London well I'm actually from Surrey which is just outside of London in the mm. UK um I'm an only child so mm-hmm. uh no siblings my mom and dad been married 27 years mm-hmm. um they're very inspirational to me nice I'm a spoken word artist slash poet slash rapper Come slash on. creative. Come on. Come on. Um, slash, yes, Come slash on. Pokemon master. Come on now. Uh, huh? Come on. Come on. He ain't playing with y'all. He's uh, fucking around. Yeah, man. Um, I studied theatre at the Brit School um, okay. in Croydon in London, uh, which was incredible. So the likes of Amy Winehouse and Adele and nice. people like that all come nice. out of the Brit School. So um, that was really cool. After that, being around all the creative people there, I decided to go more into music. So I guess performance has always been my kind of thing because mm-hmm. I was always into drama and theatre. Yeah, I see, yeah. Um, and then I moved more into music, um, started just on the playground, I guess, at college, just like mm-hmm. writing rhymes and doing stuff mm-hmm. like when you're in groups of people, just yeah. writing that like 16 bars. Absolutely. Um, and then I got more into music through my friend Charlie. So he was running a mm-hmm. kind of comedy rap kind mm-hmm. of thing. And um, yeah, man, so he got me to just like write 16 bars, come on this set. And I got such a, a hype from doing it, such a good feeling. I was like, this is what I need to do. I, I went that. home and then suddenly it was like something clicked mm. and um, just started writing and writing and writing. Mm. Um, so yeah, from there I was like doing rap. Um, I did a Tim Westwood session. I know Tim Come on, Westwood's Tim Westwood is huge. Man. You gotta legendary, understand, man. we know who Tim Westwood yeah, is. Yeah, man, so I've been on uh, Tim Westwood TV. That was really cool. Um, put a couple of projects out and then after that, um, I met a lady called the Flow Assist. So um, mm-hmm. she was part of Flowetry. Come so on now, we legendary. know who Flowetry is. We know Flowetry. who that is. Come yeah, on man. now. So um, she's my mentor now. So I'm doing poetry and spoken word under her as one of the Flow poets. So mm-hmm. there's around 15 of us. Nice. Um, and that's that's my family. Like, nice. Flow poets is my family. So um, mm. yeah, Flow Auntie Flow. Um, she's Come incredible. On. Like nice. she's such an inspirational person. Mm. 
And um, it's honestly an honor to just to work with her. Mm. And then aside from my poetry, I work as well. So I coach soccer. Nice. I call it football. Come on, call it football back call home. Football back football. home. You know, proper football. That part. That part. Uh, the real football. I don't yeah, know what the real fuck. Football. I don't know where that even started at for Americans calling fucking football football out here. It's I don't like, know. We, we got, we got a foot. version that's kind of similar, but we call it rugby. Y'all do got rugby out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So the, the, the ball's kind of the similar You know shape. America always stealing some shit and masking it like we own it. But go <laughs> ahead, brother, you know. So yeah, man, so I coach football with um, little ones or soccer nice. with little ones. And um, that's that's great as well. So I love working with kids and trying to motivate them awesome. and get them into stuff like that. And um, the fact that I do poetry and I do um, football coaching as well, I've decided to put the two together. So I'm currently writing a children's poetry book. Nice. Um, and I'm gonna like involve soccer and stuff like that. And obviously mm. some like proper good messages in there mm. as well, but I'm gonna base it around soccer mm. because that's like the main sport in England. Like everyone nice. loves it. It's nice. crazy. Man, I, I hear you talking I'm, and I'm hearing a lot of things centered around just culture. I'm hearing a lot of things centered around hip hop. I'm hearing a lot of things yeah, centered man. around creative arts. And for me, you know, I'm I'm a huge, and I mean huge, my brother, battle rap fan. Yeah. You know where I'm going. Okay. You know okay. where I'm going. You know, you know if you're you from the UK, shoddy. you know exactly you know where shoddy I'm going. Horror, Come man. on now. Of course now I know Bro. Shoddy Horror. You got to understand on, that. Come, Come on, on now. Yeah, man. <laughs> that boy's bad. Yo, He's a motherfucking that beast. That he did against Arsenal. Oh, yeah. That's the one. I think that Yo. was where I got put on to him. Yeah. And I've never seen nobody go at Arsenal the way that I've seen Shadi Hara go at this brother. Because nice. before I've seen that battle, it, the biggest one that was attached to Arsenal's name was probably Conceited. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was back in the day. That was when grind yeah. time was, was cracking. But the culture out there just seems very engulfed in hip-hop. Yeah, it's a massive hip-hop culture. Huge, massive, right? Massive, massive, massive. You guys have a lot of artists who come out there and do tours and shit like yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. So um, we've had loads of people come over. And what's great now is, um, so after hip-hop in the UK, we had something called grime music. I don't know if you've mm. heard of grime no, music. No, no. So grime music's been around for around 20 to 25 years. Nice. But just in the last couple of years, the new generation have kind of taken it up. So um, there's a guy who's doing amazing things called Stormzy. And um Yeah, 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 yeah. Tall Storm Dark Brother. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, he's just he's just done the Breakfast Club over I here. I just seen that. Yeah. Yeah. So um he's, he's the, huge. Yo, he's yeah, he's incredible. He's that guy. And the maddest thing is, so it must have been four or five years ago now, so it was before he kind of like really blew up. Um I supported him at one of his shows. Mm. And now to see where he is, he's just incredible. Isn't so that um something? It's amazing. So, like, last night we had the Brit Awards, which is, like, our version I of the Grammys. That. I saw that. Tyler Creator won an award down there. Yeah. I saw and that. his speech has gone mad in the UK because... Um, he, he called out a, a Theresa lady. May. Yeah, that's right. So, that's um, right. She was the prime minister before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, she didn't. She said he wasn't allowed in the country. So, he said, I know she's pissed off right now and this award's for her. Dedicated so, everyone loves him in the UK right now. Come on, now. Yeah, man. I love it. I love it, man. This... It's so interesting to see the the cultural differences, but similarities at the same time Definitely. between, um, you know, just just kind of being in the states opposed to, you know, being overseas in, in Europe. One of the biggest things, though, I think about is kind of like, and this I'm gonna kind of take it for a turn, and this yeah, kind of how course. I do, Woodsy, um, because I just I listen to people talk and I formulate questions as I hear you speak. Yeah. And yeah. one of the things that came to my mind is, like I just said, the cultural similarities, but also the cultural differences. And yeah. out here, we deal with this big R word out here. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, racism. Yeah. 
Yeah, we deal with it heavy out here. Yeah. yeah, we like getting our ass beats and shit by police officers out here. I don't know if y'all deal with that, but it's real heavy out here. And and one of the things that I can say is everyone who I know has been to, to London, they've experienced it, mm. but it's completely different. Okay. How do you experience, and being a, a Caucasian brother from Europe, yeah. you know what I'm saying? How do you experience just kind of racism out there? Is it alive and well, or is it... I mean... Well, everybody loving each other, hugging each other, eating biscuits and potatoes and shit, or what's going on? So the UK like to portray themselves as they're not racist. Mm. So they'll, they'll come across as they're not racist. Mm. So all the main newspapers and everything, as soon as anyone mentions anything to do with racism, they're like, no, nah, no, throw it off, yeah, blow it off. None yeah. of that. But then what was crazy is Stormzy, who I mentioned a minute ago, yep. um, someone asked him an interview and they said, is uh, London or the UK racist? And he said, yeah, 100% it is. Wow. And from him saying, yeah, 100%, all the newspapers then took it and they've said, Stormzy says the UK is 100% racist. Wow. So they just completely changed what he said. Because he, he just agreed and said, yeah, 100% it is. Like, he's just agreeing with it. And they took it as, he said, 100% of, of the UK everybody's is racist. racist. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And um, what's crazy is the new prime minister that we've got, everyone hates him. Mm. So he's like our version of Donald Trump. Gotcha. So his name's Boris Johnson. And if you even look at him, he looks like a UK version of Donald Trump. That's fucking sick. It, yeah. So it's disgusting, man. And he's one of the most racist people in the country. Wow. Um, and what's sad is like all the younger generation. And if you were on Twitter, Twitter, sorry. I don't know if you Twitter. forget. Twitter. We got you. <laughs> Twitter. Yeah. We got Twitter. Um, so if you were on um, Twitter at the time of the elections, it looked like Labour was going to win. So that's who everyone in my generation wanted to win the election. So there's a guy called Jeremy Corbyn, who's kind of like for the people, trying to do everything for the people. Gotcha. He's a really cool guy. And um, we all wanted like, well, nearly all of my friendship group um, and everyone my age wanted Labour to win because then it would have changed gotcha, everything. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but then there's the Tories, which is Boris Johnson. Okay. And um, they won by a landslide. Wow. And it's mainly because all of like the main part of England, so London, would have all voted for Labour, like mm. most of them. But then all around the other parts of the UK and the countryside and stuff like that, where there's like a bunch more people, they, cause they're not, I guess, in as much like contact with people. Mm -hmm. um, so they just voted for the Tories. Gotcha. So um, when it got announced just in the UK, everyone was depressed for like a week. It was mm. like crazy. But what's crazy is that the Brit Awards last night, um, there's a rapper called Dave. Okay. And um, he actually said in his, like, he did this performance. Um, I can't quote it because it was yesterday, but he said something along the lines of, our prime minister is racist. This is wow. racist. And he mentioned everything that is racist in the UK. Mm. And then today, um, I've seen people are posting, all the white people are posting, like the white people that are high up are posting, if this was the other way around, it would be considered racist. Gotcha. And it's like, no, it wouldn't. Like, it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. It, honestly, it was one of the best performances the Brit Awards has ever had. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, crazy. That's, man. that's something, man. Look, I'm over here, mind going, mind going, and I'm thinking to myself, man, it's it's so refreshing to to have somebody sit across from you that has a like mind, but mm. not necessarily looks the same as yeah, you. And of I think that people um, in today's age get so caught up in judging the outside of the book before reading the book, if you will. Don't judge a book by its yeah. cover reference there. But I think it's important for us to to talk about things like this and to just kind of figure out a way to move more so in unity as a people. Definitely. And we don't we don't have to be 
from the same country or from the same yeah. states in order to create a sense of unity amongst 100%. our people. What, my main man Woodsy and King Q sitting across from a table even having this conversation is powerful. Come you got to understand what Come I'm on. saying, right? And, and, and it's absolutely beautiful to see. I want to kind of switch gears back to the spoken word. For me, yeah. I'm a spoken word artist myself. I have yeah, been man. for the last four years. Don't be laughing, Woodsy, because no, I told laughing, my man, it makes man me Woodsy. Happy. No, I when told my man, well, let me tell y'all why Woodsy laughing, because <laughs> I told Woodsy off the camera that I'm a retired spoken word artist and my main man Woodsy told me I could never be retired you know what I'm yeah, saying man, you can't but <laughs> once you're a poet that's I, it you once you're a spoken word artist that's real that's yeah. real it's, it's always in you but it's you know the spoken word aspect of what I do in the poetry is what actually opened the gateway for me to even be here to have a platform like a podcast yeah. because it, it showed me the power of words oh, God yeah yeah, man. It showed me the power of words. It showed me the power, most importantly, of sharing your story. 100%. Authenticity, baby. Yeah. It showed me that there is no power in your story unless you share it. Yeah, that's Hence very the name, true. Unselfish. Unselfish behavior. behavior. Yeah, man. Come that's on. where it came from. Come on. Because I understand the powers in us sharing our stories as a people woodsy and there are so many people out here big dog in the world yeah. who have powerful stories who have powerful testimonies they have gems to share they have all types of shit to yeah. give to people to make other people better but they're holding back and giving that because of surface level shit like yeah. being shy or I've never done that before, so not having the experience. That's or how about true. this one? Um, the feedback that they get from people around them mm. tells them that they can't do that because uh, they've never done it or our family yeah. have never done it. What's kind of your, your feedback on going after the things you want, even if it makes you look stupid or different or weird? Talk to those people that's kind of I mean, dealing with that. Yeah, right I think you just have to, sometimes you just have to dive in at the deep end. Yeah. And, um, you don't know how something's going to be perceived if you've never actually done it. So you might have all these thoughts say, oh, I've got like this poem, but I'm not a poet, um, so I can't share right, it. Right, I've heard right? that before too. And I, I meet loads of people and they're like, yeah, I write, but I'm not ready I'm not, to share yeah. it, right? And I get it partly because there's certain things that I will write that are just for myself that I, I won't share. I agree. But then there's other things and I write and I'm like, this needs to be shared. Like I yeah. have to share this with people. Yeah. So um, I feel like a lot of it is self-belief as well. Like you just have to believe in yourself and just trying new things. It's so yeah. so important to try new things. Mm -hmm. And um, even if it doesn't get the reception that you wanted, you've still been brave enough to That's actually right. go out there and to try it. That's right. The celebration is in the attempt. I gotta say 100%. that again. The celebration should be in the attempt, not what the, what the initial goal was. Because yeah. what happens is we set these goals for ourselves in our lives, Woodsy. And, and what people are so accustomed to doing is focusing on the actual reward of mm, setting the goal yeah. and not the journey in order to get yeah. what the goal was, right? Yeah. So everybody wants to hold the trophy up, but nobody wants to spend long hours in the gym when nobody's around. Nobody it's wants true. to put in the extra hours. Nobody wants to sacrifice going to the club. Yeah. Nobody wants to put their phones down. Nobody wants to sacrifice sleep. Nobody. I love my main man, Eric Thomas. He says, some, some people say they want to be sick. Do you know who Eric Thomas is, by the way? I don't know. E.T. the hip-hop preacher. I got to put you okay. on to this. Okay, yeah, man. He's very, on. very powerful. Okay. A lot of people say I'm his protege. Yeah. But I just say okay. not today because I'm King Q. But what I'm saying <laughs> is this. <laughs> you like how I work. Yeah, man. But what I'm saying is this. He says a lot of people say they want success, mm. but they're not willing to do the things in order to sustain, in order yeah. to actually obtain success. Yeah. He says some people don't like, some people like sleep more mm. than they like success. Yeah. 
Period. more than anyone, right? And it's like, yo, at some point in the journey, I just feel like, if you, especially if you're walking in purpose, and you're a man that's walking in purpose, and we're going to talk about yeah. that too. I feel like at some point in the journey, bro, it just clicks. You just realize yeah, that, 100%. like, I am going to accomplish this fucking mission by any means necessary. Yeah. Nothing's going to stop me. No job, no college, no fucking relationship. No, everything has to be in alignment with the mission. And so once true. that clicked for me, I'm like, yo, it's ball game. Yeah. Everything becomes so much more clear. 100%. Have you experienced that in your journey? If so, what's that looked like for you? Yeah, so definitely the like the moment that it kind of like clicked for me is um I'd been doing like rap and hip hop for a while and I'd like I'd heard of spoken word. There's this guy called George the Poet, who's an incredible spoken word artist mm -hmm. in the UK. Mm -hmm. So I'd heard his stuff and I was like, This is really cool. But I'd never been to like a spoken word show or anything like that. And um it was funny because um I used to go to kind of like a youth program and the lady who ran it ended up like 10 years later um, making a spoken word show. Mm. And um, she sent me a message. It was like, oh, you need to come down and just check this out. Um, Cause she was like, I know you do music and stuff. You could just do so like a rap right. acapella or something like that. Right. So um, I went down to the show and um, I saw this guy perform called Broken Pen, right? Mm. And he's- That's such a dope name. Broken yeah. Pen. Broken Pen. I fucks with it. Yeah. That's so um, he's, yeah, he's actually now one of my best friends. So he's one nice. of the flow poets as well. Nice. But the first time I saw him perform, I was completely blown away. Mm. Like, I was like, this is like a mixture of rap and hip hop, but with spoken word. And it was just like something just clicked for me. Mm. I was like, wow, okay. And then after that, I became like, I just, I guess at first I was kind of like a fan of him. Yeah. And um, we got talking, he took me to some shows and then I ended up performing as well. And from hanging around with him was when I got to go to Flow Vortex and I met the Flow Assist. Mm. And it's like, since I found poetry and spoken word, everything has become more clear. So mm. like, I'll see anything as a poem. So like, I used to have a job, mm. I used to have a job at a restaurant, mm -hmm. right? And it was at like a service station um, on the highway. And there was a sign for like all these other, um, all these other food places that they had there, right? Okay. And I was just looking, it was like a quiet time at work and I was looking out the window and I don't think you've got this place here, it's called Pizza Express. Pizza Express. Yeah, I nah, think it might just be a UK I think I chain. saw a little hood spot called Pizza Express, but I okay. could be wrong. I yeah, so, be wrong. yeah, no, nah, but um, so I was looking at it and I was like, how can I like piece this like word together? Right, so right, right. Pizza Pizza Express, and I, I was looking at it and I was like, right, a piece of her ex presses my buttons. That's a motherfucking poet. Right? And then from that, that turned into a whole poem called Date Night, mm. and it was about when your girl can't make up her mind about where she wants to go and eat, <laughs> right? And you go through that thing and you're like, where should we eat? Yep, and yep. she's like, oh, I don't know, I don't, I don't mind, know. you pick. Or she hit you with the, hey, you ever got hit with this one? Oh no, I'm not hungry. And then you order your food and, and she eat she all your it. shit. Yeah, man. God yeah. damn, I thought your ass wasn't hungry. <laughs> I deal with it all the time. You gotta understand it. It's a goddamn problem. I need therapy. Huh? <laughs> be visuals. Be visuals probably deal with it too. But go ahead. Um, so yeah, man, that ended up turning into a whole poem. Um, and it's one of my favorite poems to perform now. So I love um, it. It's really cool. So I called it Date Night. And um, so I do all the food reference places. Um, I probably won't do it here because a lot of them are UK based. Right, but right, so, right. Some of them you'd get like Subway and places right. like that. Yeah. Um, but then I use a lot of movie references towards the end of it as well. And um, Nice. But everything I see, like now when I just see a word, like I'll look at it completely different how I used to. Yeah. And what's crazy is um, like like when that. I was in school as well, I didn't really like poetry. Like the way it was mm. taught, I was like, found it boring. All we learned about yeah. was like Shakespeare and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It just wasn't for me. And I feel like if they were to teach spoken word as well as poetry in school, mm. it could completely change 
loads of things. Like it could, it could change how kids look at poetry. That's right. I feel like if there's kids who don't know how to get their word across and they're always in trouble, it's a great way of self-expression. Absolutely. Um, and I feel like that's something that probably should be put into school curriculums. I agree. I agree. I've actually held a few workshops out here in regards to um, uh, creative writing mm. uh, used as therapy yeah. for students. I, I absolutely fucking agree. I think that students need outlets, emotional outlets, 100%. because especially when, man, people don't understand, when you're dealing with a bunch of shit at home and then you got to come to school and hear a teacher talk about a bunch of shit you yeah. ain't got no interest in for hours on in a day, yeah. it, it makes you more frustrated than you even came to school yeah holding right it's Definitely. like i think that students need meditation classes i think they need classes centered around mental health yeah i think they need creative uh creative writing um workshops or platforms to be able to just show them that there's other ways another thing Definitely. that stood out to me was in regards to the creative writing aspect and getting kids more drawn to poetry mm. one of the things i'll say that drew me to poetry was the hip-hop element to yep. poetry i realized that some of the most influential hip-hop artists considered themselves as poets yeah 100%. right tupac for example it's like yeah. he was a straight poet you know what i'm saying he took pride in that yeah. poetry is having the ability to take a story an experience and creating a healing mechanism through it it became yeah. a form of therapy for me when Definitely. i start when i first started doing poetry and i love how you said i have certain poems and i still do till this day that yeah. are only for me that only i know even exist exactly. and then i have some poems that i know that, that you, you know share. For, you that like i want to share other people need to and hear other it people well. got to hear this i can't even hold this to myself i got to exactly. share that thing so yeah you know i, I think um it's just alignment, man. Everything we're talking about is just having the ability to be unselfish within the journey. Another thing that we talked about off camera was the ability to get through adversity. Yeah. I think that we live in a generation, my main man, Woodsy, um, to where people want to to accomplish something without going through anything. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. It's like, yo, I, I want to obtain this, but once adversity hits, then I start to question whether or not it was for me anyway. Yeah. And for me, one of the biggest messages that I'm trying to get out to the world is that you're is to embrace the journey. Yeah. Embracing well, the journey it's means like um there's one of my favorite quotes is um success is a journey, not a destination. There we go. There we go. And absolutely, and I completely agree with that. And and like I was saying you have to fall in love with the journey and a part of falling in love with the journey is falling in love with the failure that comes with it. Definitely. And I'm not saying fall in love with failure from a, a loser perspective. No. I'm saying fall in love with what failure brings out of you. Yeah, you've got to see every failure as a lesson. That's right. And another step on that journey. There we because go. if you automatically go from like saying, right, if I was like, I want to be a poet and the next day I wake up Come and on. I'm the most famous poet, then what am I gonna do? Yeah. Like then you've got nothing. You got no motivation. You don't really so you appreciate see like, it as yeah. much. Either, yeah. So I feel like that's why you see with a lot of like music artists as well. Mm -hmm. Their first album will be their best piece of work, right? Yeah. Because they're hungry at that point. That's what they mm -hmm. want to do. And then they get to that point. They've made the album. They're like, what do I write about now? Yeah. Like I've yeah. done all the hardship to get here. Mm -hmm. So now I'm living this lifestyle. I can't really then write about. I'm still living this lifestyle because then you're just lying. Yeah. So um. Yeah, I think what you said, like the journey is the most important thing. What's, and I feel yeah. like everyone is always on that journey as well. Absolutely. So. It's, it's a never ending journey because uh, that journey is in alignment with self-discovery, personal development, yep. healing, learning. And I, I'm big on just like, man, being a student to life. I 100%. tell people all the time, Woodsy, I never want to get to the point where I feel like I have this shit figured out. I don't yeah. even want to get there. <laughs> I don't want to get to a point where I feel like I can't learn anymore. Yeah. 
I constantly want to be a sponge. I constantly want to feel like a premature fucking baby who knows absolutely fucking nothing because that's what gives me the ability to learn the most. It's the it's it's knowing that, bro, honestly, I don't know shit. The only thing that I'm sharing are things that have helped, that have helped me along my personal journey. And I think that's our only obligation and our only job down here. It's to allow yourself to go through experiences and then share with other people how you got through those experiences. Yeah, I that's agree. what it's all about, right? Yeah, it's um, about I sharing that. Absolutely. And I love talking to people, Woodsy, about the differences between your dream and your purpose. Mm. See, now we're about to talk that shit. <laughs> Woodsy, we're about to talk that shit now because Come we need to talk that shit. And, and when I got my new fans, that's right, my new fans out there in the UK, because they're going to be tuned into this and they're going to say, damn, who is that dude? I like him. He's charismatic. And I'm going to say, that's K and Q. It's game time. And so what I'm saying is this. It's very important for us to understand the difference between a dream and a purpose. Mm. And you being friends with Felicia Cage, she's yes. very, very, very purpose-driven. Yes, she is. Everything with her is purpose, 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 purpose. And I've I've met quite a few people along my journey, mm. uh, hence the people that's a part of my team right now that are also purpose-driven. We understand Definitely. the difference between yeah. chasing a dream and manifesting a purpose. Yeah. What's, what, 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 how do you kind of differentiate the two? And, 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 and how do you just kind of... You know, what, what's kind of your perspective on that? The difference between uh, purpose mm. and a dream, if if you find it a difference. Yeah, I feel like your dream is something where, like when you're a kid, you dream to yeah. be this, you dream yeah. to be, mm -hmm. you dream of having, like, I think when you're a kid, you dream of, I want to be famous, I want to be this, right? Yeah. And then as you grow up and you mature, um, you start to get the purpose of things a lot more. So when I was younger, I would have dreamed to have been like a soccer player or something like that. Now I've, with the purpose of what I do, like it's more wanting to inspire people. And there then the go. fact that you can inspire people, that's going to inspire you as well. Mm -hmm. The fact that you're able to inspire somebody with something that you've written. So you might write something that's just for you. Mm -hmm. um, and then you feel like, actually, let me try and share it with someone. And um, so I've got a piece that I've done about mental health. Mm -hmm. So one of my friends runs a boxing company in Wales, which is in the well it's just it's near england it's like the next like little bit over gotcha. and um they do a lot of work with a charity called the mind okay the mind's charity and um he's suffered through a lot of um mental health issues as well okay so i wrote a poem called man down mm. and we based i based it around uh boxing and mental health put the two together gotcha and um What's great is I performed at a few shows and then there'll be people who are from a kind of older generation that come up to me and they're like, thank you so much for just wow. talking about that. Yeah. Because it's something that isn't spoken about enough. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that, that brings me like such happiness being able to talk about that. Right, right, right. It's so interesting, brother, because the importance of, sh of pouring into other people, that's what just stood mm. out to me when I was hearing you talk. Because what differentiates the dream and the purpose is the purpose is centered around servicing others. Yes. The dream could be completely self-centered and selfish. Let's be completely, it could be. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people's dreams out here are to be a star and to be on the fucking main stage and to be this and to be that. But a lot yeah. of those dreams, if we're being completely honest, are, are self-centered. They're yeah. ego-driven. And and they're, they're not really... Um, uh, driven behind pouring into other people's life on an intentional level. Yeah. I think when you're walking in your purpose, you understand your obligation to other yes. people. My, I cannot not do this. Mm. I can't not not do this. I, I just can't. <laughs> yeah. Because there are going to be people 
that are not going to be able to become their best selves off of me not saying yes to my purpose. Yeah, I get you. Man, and like once I understood that, it was ball game. Me understanding your craft mm. and respecting the craft even before I heard it because it's not easy to be a spoken word artist. Y'all got to understand that. It takes a very uh, confident and vulnerable uh, individual to be able to share their truth in an in a, in a, in a authentic way, mm. right? And so what I want you to do for me, my main man, Woodsy, and all the Unselfish Behavior Podcast listeners, mm -hmm. you know, if you got a little piece on you that, that you wouldn't mind, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of, yeah, you know what I'm saying, putting that stank on for us one time. Go and give us a little, you know what I'm saying, a little poetry piece. You think you got one okay. for us? Yeah, yeah, I got a little one. Okay, so, um, talk to us. This piece um, is called Stop It. And um, so the Flow Poets, we've... Um, We've been working on a, a campaign with um, trying to stop knife crime. And um, so the main point of it was to call the piece Stop It. Okay. And we set it as like an Instagram challenge. So anyone awesome. else, anyone can get involved and they have to write a 45 second to a minute piece. Nice. Um, and call it Stop It. And Love just it. talk about knife crime because um, it's such a big thing in the UK. Talk that talk. Um, obviously, I know like guns and everything is bad here. We don't really have yeah. guns in the UK. This nigga's so, getting um, stabbed out here too. But yeah, yeah. So, um, but <laughs> knife crime is like, it's been on the rise for the last, probably the last five to 10 years. And um, we're trying to think of different ways to stop it. Out there just and getting stabbed with knives? It's crazy. Like over, over crazy things like postcodes. So where you live, so like your zip code. So if someone's got a different zip code to you, they'll be like enemies and stuff like that. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, man, it's crazy. So, um, and there was this whole campaign that was launched by the government, which is the craziest thing. So they put... Because where the main places of knife crime happen, we're in like kind of like the hood areas back yep, home. Yep. Um, so there's all these chicken shops back home, like they just do like fried chicken and stuff. And they decided to put knife free on the boxes with the chicken oh, in, right? Wow. And that, that is the stupidest That's idea. Like, what yeah. are you? So um, there's a right, part in the poem right, right. that I say, why are you putting knife free on a chicken shop box? Gotcha. Right? So uh, I'll just get straight into it. So um, yeah, yeah, this piece is called Stop It. Come on now. There's too many people staying silent like the K in knife. How about we take a trip in the day in the life of a knife? Another arm, another chest, more blood stains on a vest. Another arm, another back, another life that we can't get back. Another family tree's branches fallen. Lives leaving like leaves in the autumn. Can't abort the mission C-section seven. Can't support a child or learn a lesson that you've never been taught. There'll be no ball games, just suicides before the court. No layups once they lay down the law, yes. Speak up, but don't speak down to anybody if you're not sure. You shouldn't speak on something if you know nothing about it. Putting knife free on a chicken shop box thinking it will stop is not the way to go about it. Because now people will associate chicken shops with knife crime. Maybe it's just a publicity stunt to get more people talking about it on their timeline. But people losing lives is more than just a trend. It will cause more backlash than hashtags, but I'm not really sure what's more important to them. They want to increase stop and search, thinking it'll make knife crime decrease. Please, if you want to increase stop and search, then you should just bring about ass Jeeves. See, I can't stop it, but I can give you my voice. Maybe you can stop it. You have a choice. Together, we can stop it. Let's start with some noise. That's called Stop It. Thank you, man.
<laughs> oh, you a bad motherfucker, ain't you? Huh? Oh, you really I'm do one. this? Oh, you really do this? Oh, he really do? <laughs> you got to understand what just happened right now. This is my main man, Woodsy, from the UK. My he guy. just torched y'all motherfucking ass with a dope-ass poem. And it's like, it's like 5 a.m. at home. Let me just Come on now. In. Yeah, so he, he had to channel that energy from a, from a spiritual source right yeah, now, if man. you will, because my brother's still jet-lagged. But look, man, it was a lot of fun having you, brother. I'm very excited that we had the opportunity to sit down Bro, and thank you so much inspire the people. Me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's just kind of give them conversation absolutely absolutely and it's been well-rounded which is a blessing always Definitely. but before we have you leave uh and i'm sorry to put you on the spot in advance but this is what we do here at the okay unselfish behavior podcast you gotta understand it um we always allow our guests to leave with what we call here an unselfish message you'll okay. look right at this camera right here yeah. which is your camera if you ain't that's noticed my I'm yeah I, I had right a feeling you. yeah come on yeah. now looking right at you my brother. come feeling. on now as you right there so you're gonna look at that camera right there and you're gonna lead the people what we call here an unselfish message this message could be centered around absolutely anything you stand for yeah. anything we've discussed anything you want to make sure that the people mm. know and just kind of drive home right now of what that last ending message would be from our main man woodsy from okay. the uk yes no worries all right well What's going on, people? This is Woodsy. And um, the message I want to leave to you is stay positive in everything that you're doing. Um, if you're going through something, it's going to get better. And always try and write something down. Even if you're not a poet, just try and write something down. Um, doesn't matter when it is, what it is. It could be one line. It could be one page. Just try and write something down. See what comes to you. And um, stay positive. Be kind. And yeah, man, just have a good time. My main man, Woodsy, in the building. Come thank on. you again, my Bro, brother. Thank you. It was an absolute honor, an absolute pleasure. Yeah, and you are officially a part of history, my brother. Bro. You know what I'm saying? You, you're a part of the number one podcast in LA. You got to understand that, that I ain't speaking Spanish. But look, what I'm saying <laughs> is this. Before we end every single episode, my brother Woodsy, I always got to shout the team out. My yeah, main man, be visuals behind the cameras. You got to understand who that is. That's the yeah. mind. That's the guru. That's the production. You got to understand what's happening. And then we got the queen of the podcast. That's right. My queen, that is. She goes by the name. Of Simone, you understand? She ain't got my last name yet, but that soon come. Play that drum, fee five four fum. With that being said, <laughs> Woodsy. With that being said, I'm your host King Q, my man Woodsy from the UK. That is a wrap for this episode. Until next time, we out.